This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are talking about the good old days and some of the things that have really changed the way we do the parks since the first time we started visiting. But first, we've got to talk about all of the great news that's come out this week. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Carrie, how are you doing? I'm pretty good today. Are you? That's good. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a crazy week. It is, and it's cold outside, so there's no reason to leave the house. It's a perfect day. (laughs) (laughs) It's a perfect day to stay inside? Yes. Should we dive right into the news and bring everybody up to speed on what's going on? (laughs) They've missed it. Yeah. Well, we, what, what, yeah, the news that we, that we think is, uh, newsworthy. Like, yeah. What should we start with, though? Do you want to start with, like, the biggest, the biggest news that I read this week? Sure. I yeah. <laughs> so we both kind of compiled our list of news things, right? Newsworthy. What's your what's what's this big? There's an osprey <laughs> bird building a nest on the Tron light cycle. <laughs> so this- well, I think it's kind of interesting news that there's a bird nesting up there. There was a bird nesting on the new uni- one of the new Universal <laughs> roller coasters like a month back. So what do I they wonder do if with and it? I wonder if he's relocated. Well, you think he, so this bird moves from roller coaster build to roller coaster build across central Ontario or Me? central <laughs> central Orlando, Florida. Florida. <laughs> so you think they relocate him, or maybe it's the same bird? Maybe he's like, okay, thing. I'm done with this coaster over at Universal. Disney's better. I'm heading over there. <laughs> maybe he likes the thrills. Maybe that could be it. Maybe he likes to be in the news. But now you got to think about it. So what is Disney going to do when they need this bird gone? They're going to have to like physically relocate it. They'll probably call Universal and ask what they did. (laughs) Although I'm sure they've had to deal with stuff like this before. I would imagine so. I would imagine they'll call in some people from Animal Kingdom, come and get this bird down. Maybe. I don't know. Could be very exciting to watch. Whoa. But that's <laughs> that's the silly news. Shall we talk about the big news that was happening this week? Absolutely. Don't you have like some some news that's so exciting to you? Well, it's, it's exciting to everybody. Disneyland got uh, they've changed some rules in California, so the opening of Disneyland may be much sooner than expected. It's so that was the best news ever. There's hope. Yeah. There's hope. hope. Although There's I still will- rules around when it can, like, it still has to get to a certain certain level, like whatever, I guess, the the orange the tier. tier before it can open. Um, but at least it's, it was, they weren't it's supposed to radar. open until the yellow tier, which was, like, people thought that would never, <laughs> never happen this year. So, so that's yeah. exciting. That is very and, exciting. They yeah, say, so. they say the earliest is April 1st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of unnerved when I read that, though, because then I kept thinking, is it a joke? Oh, because of April Fool's? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it was one of those, I almost don't want to get my hopes up, but how exciting could that be? We could do a coast-to-coast earlier than we think. Well, I think, it, like, they still have to get to that that, that level, so that right. might not happen by April 1st, but, like, from that date and beyond, it's allow- like it's allowed to open when they meet the criteria or whatever, the, the so level. it's a good goal to have. Mm-hmm. And it's 15% capacity, right? They said it could open with 15% capacity yeah. at the beginning. Wouldn't it be fantastic to be there with 15% capacity? Well, I also think they, well, I don't know that they've really, in, well, Disney hasn't really said anything other than that they hope to share more details soon. But I didn't, didn't it say that, that it can only be California, <laughs> people that live in California? <laughs> Probably. So. So we're Probably. out of the, we might be out of whatever. There. We can't get too far, anyways. But I know. But at but least still. there's there's it's it's hope. You know, there's hope that that we may be able may be able to go. Yeah. Later on in the year or whatever. It's so exciting. 
there may be an Oogie Boogie Bash in your future after all. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know that they would have Oogie Boogie Bash <laughs> this year. But. You never know. And they had um, other Disneyland news was they uh, opened up the sales of tickets for the Touch of Disney yes. event at DCA. And, 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 and as usual, we broke the Disney internet or the, or the, mm-hmm. the the people of California or whoever could get to the park for that broke the yeah. internet. I don't know why a company, I know a company of this size, the Walt Disney Company, with all their resources, why they don't have better technology for websites. They can do magic bands, they can have, you know, screens talk to you when you're leaving. It's a small world with your name on it. Like they have technology everywhere. What is the problem with the websites? Well, I think that they've definitely gotten better over the years with their virtual queues and, and whatever, how they like whatever system or company they use or whatever mm-hmm. to, to put the queues through. But I don't know. I think <laughs> I saw quite a that, few people online complaining about that. Like people waited for hours or all day or, or whatever to like in their yeah. queue. So it was I think it, it worked in the end and it was so popular. Yeah. They had to release more dates the one thing i wonder though like with the timing of it right like everybody bought these tickets they paid 75 dollars, and then a couple days later oh guess what disneyland might open sooner than later <laughs> like yeah well how they mad upset? how mad might they be if they just bought like two or three sets of tickets to go into dca yeah or, or maybe even just one right like their family of family that bought four or five tickets to go into that and then and then the park and is then open. they're gonna be over there looking <laughs> they're gonna be over over like crying outside of the gates of disneyland because at the yeah. end of the day because they couldn't go in that's um, true so yeah then they'll be spending because really like i'm sure they'll people will have bought those tickets and then as soon as they can buy tickets to go into the park they'll be buying them too that's true disneyland It'll be interesting to see. I can't wait to I can't wait to see people back in the parks and just to see some of that Disneyland excitement again. And I mean, yeah. I know the the website or whatever, but like where were people going anyway? You can't go anywhere anyway. So, yeah, sometimes when I've been in their queue, they have like the guy walking across the screen, so you just like watch that guy, the little figurine <laughs> walking across the screen all day long. <laughs> so, it's been an exciting week for Disneyland. Mhm. Which is nice. And what about Walt Disney World? Flower and Garden started. Yeah, there's lots of posts and videos um, yep. out there about Flower and Garden and all the food. They've managed to work food into all Epcot festivals, which I'm I'm happy for. But I like the Flower and Garden better than the food and wine because I think now they're so similar with their offerings. You know, I'm not going to go in deep on the wine and food demos and whatever that they have that makes maybe the food and wine different than the flower and garden and maybe the flower and garden offer to an extent that type of stuff too i think they do maybe they do more mm-hmm. flower and gardeny stuff in you know flower and gardeny p- stuff yeah and then a little bit a little bit of those um you stay tuned for more in-depth food <laughs> more in-depth food things than uh yeah and it's a festival almost all year long now true true <laughs> except for a little bit of time in the summer there's always a festival. There always seems to be a festival going on. Now, what about um, the Polynesian? Did you see that news? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those pictures look amazing of the rooms. So they're Moana-themed. Uh, redo, refresh at the Polynesian Resort. I, I'm always nervous when they talk about retheming, and especially the fact that they said they were going to put like a character in them. And I thought, oh, like, I don't want to see the poly become art of animation. That's always the part that worries me. But they did a beautiful job. Very classy. Yeah. Perfect touches. I, think, I, I didn't, I wasn't worried because you, you know how they, the design elements that they put into their deluxe and villas are kind of the same, like they're similar, right? So yes, with just a, with just a hint of the characters. That's true. That's and it, it's so tastefully done. It's amazing. They're beautiful. One day I can't wait to get there. And I've never see stayed them. there before, so. Oh, we might have to do that then next time. Mm-hmm. I have a few. I have a few resorts to catch up to. Your stayed everywhere. 
We'll have to add that to maybe our next trip. It has to be the ones that I'm missing on my list are just the the Magic Kingdom resorts. I've stayed everywhere else. Isn't that funny that Mm -hmm. it's the Magic Kingdom ones that are missing for you? Yep. So Mm. we need to do a whirlwind monorail. A monorail crawl. Stay. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Have you done Wilderness Lodge? No, I haven't done that either. Those are that's like the Wilderness and. Fort Wilderness, yeah. yeah. The Magic Kingdom resorts, including yes, Wilderness. Oh, fun. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I have a few that I want to do um, next time, too. We could do some split stays. That would split, be fun. Split, 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 split. <laughs> Just to get through them all. It'd be fun. So that was exciting. WandaVision. Did you watch? No spoilers. Yep. No spoilers. Yeah, I'm, well, and I'm sure, you know, really, like, yes, no spoilers, because we wouldn't want, you know, to to ruin it with our interpretation <laughs> for all these Marvel fans out there. Oh, my God. They're like, please don't say anything. They're like, stop Not because you're going to spoil it, because it's offensive. <laughs> so I've gotten um, some backlash from my nephew, you know, sort of about talking about Marvel. Uh, I had some others reach out and say, it was funny, you two talking about Marvel. And uh, I actually had a listener reach out and say that she went back and rewatched all the Marvel movies after listening to our podcast. So we yeah. inspired so some there, more. We inspired. Right? <laughs> I was like, We really? influenced <laughs> someone to watch the, they're probably because we confused them. We better go back and watch these guys from the get go from the start. But yes, we both watch WandaVision. We both have more questions, um, and we'll just we'll just leave it at that. We'll talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> oh, oh, was there offline. any other news that we had to cover before we dive into this week's actual topic? Well, the one thing I think we forgot about uh, the parks was the flags at Epcot. Did you see those? The pictures of the of the flags they lifted at Epcot. So I saw a picture, but I got to be honest, I didn't read the whole thing. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so these are flags near the front? Yeah. So they're like to the sides of Spaceship Earth and the, fa- and the fountain. Ooh. And, and they're like the, I- the old icons. The, the, old- the Epcot icons. There's six of them. So they have six on each side. Um, and they're beautiful. They're, they're beautiful. Wow. That's all they- I can say. You know, I feel like they're doing some really good um, Epcot. They're doing a lot of like throwback almost like they're honoring Epcot's history when they're building new things. I love it. Well, I think that's when what they've done to the that entrance plaza is exactly that. They've they've brought it back to what it what it originally was. So and that's what excited me about this whole Epcot transformation, transformation and upgrade was that they were going to upgrade, but then they were going to honor the past. And yeah, yeah it's just picture perfect. Can't well, wait to see it. They're getting close to the new show at Epcot, the nighttime show. They've installed Yeah, everything. that too. I'm really, I'm upset though, because I only got to see the other one, the temporary show once. Like it was I didn't supposed even to, see it. It was supposed to be there for a year, year and a half or something while they were getting ready for the new show. After Illuminations went, and I saw it once, it was fantastic. It was everything I could have dreamed looking back at Epcot history. And I only got to see it once because of this stupid pandemic thing. It's so, like, I don't want that to go away too quickly before I can get there. I know, you really liked it, I loved it. Like, I heard mixed reviews, and your review was... I loved it. I loved it. It was fantastic. I'm so glad that I got to see it. But there's been lots of little snippets about Harmonious moving along, so. I know. I, and I'm excited about that one. And I, you know, the change is good and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I wanted to experience the other one a few times. And and I didn't get to. So maybe it'll still be there by the time I jump on a, jump on a plane and get there. Change yeah. is good. Change, change is, is good. good. Which is the Did whole topic th- of our show today. <laughs> Right, but one more thing. Did you see the Winnie the Pooh Lego set? You did, because you you posted about it, right? I did. It's so cute. Like, if I was ever going to buy a Lego set, that might be it. You need to buy it. Well, I I don't know. I still have that same puzzle sitting on my my coffee table for like a month and a half now. 
that was my favorite that was my favorite Disney merch of the week even though they they um brought out Kermit and Piggy Oh, the Nuimos. Is that how you say them? Nuimos? I think that's how you say them. The Nuimo. I love those little things. They're so cute. They were, they were winning for the week for sure. So the Pooh well, Bear took know. over your Kermit and Piggy? It's a, it's a tie because there were some, there's three things. There was the Piggy and Kermit Nuimos. Then, yes. uh, do you know the artist that I love that does the Kingdom of Cute? The, his name is Jared Mariama. He does like all the cutesy little the little icons. Oh yes, yes, yes. You you've showed me his art at um like at Disney Springs when we've been there, right? And he has like uh he's done like little figurines. He's done all kinds of stuff. He's done the ears, he's done he right. did the he designed the hipster Mickey when hipster Mickey was right was so hip a couple of years ago. But uh at the parks he has a whole new line. Like so they have um like everything from like kitchen stuff, like trays and planters and cool stuff. They have like dog toys, like there's a whole new line of all these cutesy things. So that was pretty exciting. But I don't know that the Winnie the Pooh Lego. It's, it's a tough awesome. one. It's it's because I love I love Lego. So I don't know. Maybe I can't choose now that I talked about it a little bit more. Now <laughs> now you're on the. Fence I know definitely Piggy, the Piggy Kingdom Kermit. of Cute and the Lego. Those yeah. are my top two of I, this week. That yeah, I think that Lego is pretty awesome. I'm I'm really and it's fairly reasonably priced, and I think it would look cute just set up and. And, yes. Know, on display. Absolutely. My other Lego. <laughs> I think you should buy it. It would go with all your other Lego. Yeah, I'm going to pre-order that sucker. I, think, I know you so. are. Well, because don't you get a discount because you're such a... No, I don't get a discount. But when you, you can sign up to be a Lego VIP. And if you're a Lego VIP, which I oh. think it's anybody can be a Lego VIP. <laughs> if you buy Lego directly from Disney. I didn't know that Disney LEGO from was, Lego. They had like a Lego club like that. It is a club, and then, uh, cool. and, but you can order. I think you can order early if you're if you're in the VIP club, hmm. which isn't really V. Like I'm pretty sure it's free. Anybody can do but it. Whatever, but still, it makes you feel special. You're a Lego VIP. I'm not, so that's pretty. You cool. could be though. <laughs> <laughs> the click of a mouse, I believe you could be a Lego VIP too. Oh my goodness! So yeah, there was some good merchandise this mm-hmm. week too. It was a big week for news. Mm-hmm. But this week, we were going to talk about the changes in the parks over the years. Right. That was So that, how has it changed since we started going to going now? Exactly. So, and I think it all kind of spawned from there was a conversation online with someone. I had posted something about a wait time, like how long would you wait for Space Mountain? And somebody came back and said, oh, you know, the longest I've waited, if I see it's more than 90 minutes, I don't wait. And it dawned on me then, uh, we used to get in line and not know how long the wait was. So then that was kind of how we all kind of, we came about this, this whole topic about how things have changed back in the good old days, or were they really that good? Because there's some things that changed that I'm quite happy have changed. So the first one probably would be wait times. We would get in line and not know how long the line was. You just stood in line as long as it took you to get to the front. And I don't think we had any concept and nor did you even think about it. I remember being in line. I think it was Splash Mountain when it first opened and think and every time we turned a corner and thinking, oh my gosh, is this not the end? Because we waited <laughs> hours <laughs> and you would turn a corner and then it's kind of like, you know, in um, in some of the rides when you get in and you see like a whole, you turn the corner and you're in another room and it snakes back and forth and you think, oh my goodness, are we ever getting there? It's kind of like last time on Rise of the Resistance, there wasn't a lot of information about how long the actual queue was. And every time we turned a corner, it was like, oh, another room. But at least you had an idea of how long you were going to be waiting. Back in the day, you got in that line, you entered that room, you didn't know if you were an hour away or six hours <laughs> away. <laughs> so I will say that I do appreciate now that you don't, like you have an idea. If they say you're waiting an hour, chances are it's within 15 minutes of that time. Yeah, you it's, know what you're getting into. It's not seven hours. <laughs> So that's a big change for me. And I think for you, you were saying, like, it's the crowds. Yeah, the crowds that, and I, you, like, I didn't 
start going to Walt Disney World till I was an adult, a young adult. You were, you went your whole life. I went in high school and I don't really have very many, like, memories to be able to, to have too many comments on this this uh, topic other than we went on Christmas. Uh, like, I was in the parks on Christmas Day and I would have, I didn't feel it other than it being Christmas and having a special parade or whatever. It didn't feel like any different than the other days I was there. So Isn't way back then. Isn't that so bizarre? But, I, but again, I was in high school, so, you know, I wasn't, I don't remember exactly. Maybe it was <laughs> different and I just don't remember. <laughs> but as an adult going, like, we, like, I remember going in September and the parks were empty and, like, really empty. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you could walk empty, on things, right? no issue. Go on things over and over and over again, like getting on the people mover, which is probably a silly example because it's not, you know, still maybe not the most popular thing, but like <laughs> them just letting you stay on it five times in a row or whatever, you know, because it was just a different time and being in the parks right. in the earlier in the day. And I have pictures where there's nobody in Frontierland, like the, like nobody as like nobody because it was early in the morning. We were there for rope drop and, and until lunchtime. It was a ghost town. And so to me, those are the good old, like, because I don't have a lot of memories from too far back, but that's one that seriously is the the big one, or maybe almost even one is, of the only, like the only one, because I know that will never happen again. And I, and not I don't, unless it's I a special know. ticket event. <laughs> no, but not even though, because those special ticketed events, mm-hmm. like, the special ticketed events are are as the years went on, more and more people seem to be to be in to be in them, yeah. right? Like they, there's more and more people, more and more tickets sold to the Halloween parties and and things like that, right? So, and I think because we go so often, those ticketed events to go into the parks 45 minutes early or an hour early to get into a certain land isn't what we want to do because we're not at that point in our you know park and- fandom to want to do that, right? So it's not really yeah. an option to be able to to have that type of experience but but um just the parks being empty and and having it's, less like short wait times and and really back that first trip i think we did everything like and i know you can't do everything at walt disney world but when it came to attractions and shows like my sister-in-law was our was our um was our guide and I, I swear we did everything or everything that we could possibly do because the low crowds allowed us to to just one after another after another, just swoop through those parks and see everything. like And not, right, because there weren't yeah. the lines, there weren't the crowds, you could, even going to get something to eat, there, were, there weren't the lines that there are now. And then I think the other thing for me was, in, is the difference between planning, like back then and now. Mm-hmm. So we had a, oh, we, I had one. my sister-in-law, that was our, that was really my tour guide and I had like burn bombs book. So, you know, <laughs> when we were planning those. the trip, you know, she sent me, she, she, we went and bought our burn bomb book and she's like, toots, read this. This is what you need to know. And, and maybe there was a bit of research that could be done on the internet, but probably not, probably not. And we just, we just read our books and we went and, and looked forward to things based on what we saw in the books. We didn't know what to expect. There was no mm-hmm. ride. Like, we didn't watch ride-through videos. We didn't know what the menus were going to look like before we got there. Like, now you can, in advance of arriving, you can know if you want to. I know there's some people that want to do this and then some people that still want the element of surprise. But now you can, you can know every single thing about your trip before you even get there. And then back then, that wasn't an option. We just had the element of surprise. So those are my, those are, I think, my two biggies. Yeah, I think that, I think the crowds are, even like way back, when you think back to the first pirate and princess parties and things like that, there were nobody in the parks. And I happily paid for those events because there were nobody in the parks. Now the special ticketed events are just as crowded as a regular day. So mm-hmm. yeah, the crowds have definitely, the crowds have definitely changed over the years. That's for sure. And, and yeah, and and we will never see the like the good old days to that extent. But I think there's a lot of great things about the parks now that make up for. Oh. 
Well, for that. And that's, you know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but that Walt Disney always said the parks would evolve, the parks would change. And even though I'm not, you know, lots of us aren't good with change, some of some of it's fantastic. I mean, okay, so the, one of the things that that isn't so great anymore is the character, and I totally get why, but the characters don't roam. And I mean, even before the, the pandemic, at Walt Disney World, for sure, in order to meet a character, you had to line up. Like, it was a special, they didn't just roam the streets. They do it in Disneyland, but they they definitely don't do it in Walt Disney World. And they used to, way, way, way back when. They would wander and, and people would stop and get autographs or pictures or things like that. Yeah, more spontaneous. Now you need a fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So fast passes obviously are new. Um one of the other things it, that I think has changed the way we do parks, obviously it's changed the world, but the way we do parks is is the internet. So, mm-hmm. you know, way back when, when you were going to the parks, there was not online research to find stuff out. When I went for my 25th birthday, I did not know the castle was a cake before I got there. And that's mind boggling, like in today's right? time, to in think that you went time, there you know exactly what's on that castle right now. <laughs> whether we want to know it or whether we want to spoilers or, you know, <laughs> yeah. anti-spoilers, there's no way. Exactly. Unless- I had no idea until we walked in the Magic Kingdom and saw that monstrosity. And and honestly, it was, I remember being so upset because it, it we were there for my birthday. And seeing that, I was, oh, it was terrible. Um but you didn't know in advance. So there was no, you know, aside from the burn bomb books, and those even came out later, like there wasn't, everything was a surprise. You didn't know until you got there. Uh, And there wasn't the same kind of research. So and I've told I think I've told you this story before, but my mom was obsessed in the contemporary. So we always stayed at the contemporary when I was a kid. And someone told my mother about the goat in the Mary Blair mural. But they, whoever it was, or she didn't hear it properly because she was hard of hearing, she was convinced it was a three-legged goat. That somewhere, so she got part of the story right, that Mary Blair had painted an imperfect animal in this mural because she wanted to remind everybody that, you know, about imperfections. So my mother said there was a three-legged goat in this mural and we needed to find it. But... We spent years, like I'm not talking about one trip. I mean years. There used to be like a buffet. There was a big restaurant where the Contempo Cafe is, like a sit down. They brought out your food restaurant. We sat there for hours staring at this mural, trip after trip. We would tell friends, I'm bringing friends with me. We got to find this mural. It was not until the invention of the internet that I discovered that this this goat was not three-legged. It was five-legged. And it was over by the monorail. So we you were never, looking on the wrong side. We were looking on the wrong wall. <laughs> we spent years looking at the wrong wall. And it's hysterical because I have this picture of my mom standing outside of our room at the contemporary one year. And she's on like the, the balcony part inside and Space Mountain is behind her. And had she just looked to her right, the five-legged goat would have been right there. <laughs> Based on where she's standing in the resort. It's crazy. So, yes, that was our entertainment. Sitting there, staring at this mural and never being able to find the goat. The, the internet has given us access to so many details. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and there's lots of details to be found. So I guess it's good that they can be found now. But before it would have been some, like, they might have been a bit more special or or maybe... I wonder now if if it's still that they're so out there, easily accessible, all these little tips and tricks, like, you know, Hidden Mickeys used to be Hidden Mickeys, and that was the thing. But now there's Hidden Mickeys, but there's so many other stories and tidbits and histories and, and things the Imagineers do and why that we that we all know. I wonder if it's still like, does it still take a certain type of fan to kind of dive into that realm? Or is it more that everybody just happens to find it now? Because it's... Yeah. Well, because now you it's so easy. It I almost feel like it's a bit overwhelming because we knew about this one thing, the goat, but 
there was probably hundreds we could have been looking for, but we only really knew about the one. And the one came from somebody telling my mom. It was probably someone who worked at the resort that told her. And, you know, we never we never thought to go back and ask them, like, on a... <laughs> which is, like, why did we not go back three trips later and go, can somebody just please point it out? We dang <laughs> like I remember as a teenager so this was when I was a kid and as a teenager we had gone um and my my boyfriend had come with us and I remember he was determined to find this for my mother uh and of course never did <laughs> no dice <laughs> no dice <laughs> but it's oh, yeah man. so it's it's nice being able to to google and and research certain things but it does take that sort of determination and fun of of discovery out of it well yeah and i but i think also ha- having those um those those things more widely found and ma- more mainstream just makes more people fall in love with Walt Disney World too that's right? true like, that is like so instead true. of you think back in the day like just having to like you would learn about that thing just by chance and yes. you know how many people would go to Walt Disney World and never never hear any of those tidbits or 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 even put their mind in that space to understand why certain things were the way they were and now like most people after they've been a f- once or twice it you know all that information is for there to kind of take it to another level because it's right there at their fingertips and i don't know like i wonder if people find it more before it was word of mouth right like thinking Mm -hmm. back to my trip with my sister-in-law like you know you know young grasshopper let me show you the way (laughs) to to now like people can find all that stuff on their on their own and the list is long and and it just helps them yes but i think it's a blessing and a curse in some ways Mm -hmm. because Having the internet is fantastic, except for the fact that as much knowledge is on the internet, there is as much bad knowledge on the internet, too. So you hear about these people planning their trips and, you know, their first, second, even fifth trip. And I think to my, and I'm like, oh, please don't do this by yourself because you're going to get the wrong information if you're scouring the internet trying to plan. Some of this information is going to lead you astray. Yeah, for sure. And I think also it it uh, makes people more like anxious and and mm-hmm. worried about their trip, right? Because there's all that information and because people discuss it to every minute detail and morsel of snack that you can eat. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, that, you know, they're like, I think people have unbelievable pressure in planning and planning their mm-hmm. trips. And the message is like every bit of it's magical. And it's yes. just keeping, you know, keeping everybody happy and keeping everybody, you know, <laughs> getting along and happy <laughs> and and just like pl- like spending the making the most out of your day. But making the most out of your day isn't riding every single ride or or making sure you're doing every single thing you read in that blog. It's just it's just right. making the making the moment that works best for you. Right. Whether it's, you know, having a nap in your contemporary bed that overlooks that you can see the magic magic kingdom the castle in your slumbers or swimming in the pool or going on every ride but i think there's so much pressure because of everybody's two cents and not that all the two cents some of them they're maybe not right or or maybe it's just because people love it so much and they want to share and 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 spread the love that that people get overwhelmed and they don't know what they don't know what to do or they over program their trips or or have a lot of pressure on what to do i kind of wonder though when you get there and you get in that bubble and the magic does start to sprinkle on you you know you must kind of chill out a little bit and just let the magic take control but but up until that point, you know, yeah. you've got collated, uh, you know, binders <laughs> and PDFs and and every and everybody's got tasks and and uh, and jobs to do and to tackle yeah. and make the perfect trip. So it can it's it's definitely can be overwhelming compared to the you just read your burn bomb book. Right. Maybe and you read that's... it six times and you and you, but... <laughs> and you bunny eared a lot of pages and, and highlighted things, but. But I think that's the part that's missing. Well, I think that's the part now. And this, you know, it's not a commercial, but for for Disney vacation planners, like people like our friends at Pure Magic, it's almost like back to the burn bomb days, right? There are 7,000 opinions about how you should do your trip. But in the burn bomb days, you had one book, one guide, and at least all of those thoughts were all from the same book. 
And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what you need in a vacation planner. Because if not, there are sites out there, you and I try to keep it as much as we're super duper fans, we talk Disney every day, we know all sorts of details. We also try to respect the fact that people are are not like us. They're not living and breathing this every day. And we want to talk about Disney in the way that most people enjoy Disney that aren't like super duper duper fans. And I think that's that's one of the things that increase the the benefits of their trips is is when they kind of get that one viewer, that one voice of of advice that isn't crowded by all of the mm-hmm. the massive over the top fandom that is going to say, well, if you miss the ring outside the haunted mansion in this little corner in this little nook, you're then your trip is ruined. You haven't done everything, <laughs> like <laughs> right? Like it's that kind of. I yeah, think the trusted advice and and yeah, it's, it's having di- somebody that helps you helps you decide what's the best for you and your family. Because before the internet, quite honestly, we didn't know if we missed anything. We never knew yeah. if we saw everything or not. And I think I missed that. We just part. had a map. <laughs> we had a map. <laughs> so one and thing there though, was only the Magic Kingdom though when I started going. It's right. not like we could miss much. Now, do you find like? back then in the good old days when <laughs> when you were going to the parks every year was there a lot of new stuff like compared to like i guess because now there's always mm. new things or, or things are getting refurbished or new parades or whatever like there must have been new stuff back then but yeah m- not as much like yeah I like remember- when you go if you went every year you would have you would well i guess maybe not maybe I guess now when you go every year, you would always have a list of new things to try, whether it's a new show or a new parade or new rides. Yes. Um, if you're going yearly, the, yes, there's always something new. But, but what, back think... then, would there have been as much like maybe new restaurants or, or new maybe dining a little, experiences at the resorts, things like that? Changes but would the parks the have changed? Changes to the attractions sometimes. Because remember, a lot of the attractions back then were sponsored. So mm. when the sponsorship ran out, then your attraction would change and you didn't know. Right. Like right now, people know about Splash Mountain being refurbed or this being refurbed. And they're like, oh, my gosh, which is hysterical because online last week I saw somebody posted a picture of the great movie ride and someone commented and said, oh, no, I love that ride. Please tell me they're not changing it. right so all kinds of disney fandom that they this person online had no idea that her favorite attraction at hollywood studios has been closed for a couple of years and now mickey and minnie have their own attraction in there but back in the day when you would go you had no idea that anything had changed until you showed up so my you know my favorite rides as a kid i didn't know when toad was coming out or you know, if you had wings, went through two or three different sponsors, I think. And each time they changed slightly. So those would be new. Um, there were times, and they closed things. So like the buckets that used to go across Tomorrowland, um, like the the old OG Skyliner <laughs> that was in the Magic Kingdom. Um, and things like the tickets. So how you got to the parks was was really different. You you paid your admission, but you had to buy tickets when you were in the park for each attraction. You know, when you think about it now, if you love Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, you can go on that 14 times with your, your price of admission. Back then, you couldn't do that. You had to get a book of tickets, and then depending on what how good the attraction was, you had to pay a ticket to get on the attraction. And I remember begging my parents for more tickets for certain attractions and then negotiating what kind of ticket I got, whether it was for a thrill ride or a basic ride or or whatever. But you just you needed tickets. But I don't like I remember going with new rides, new attractions opening up um, and you found out generally when you got there crazy it was crazy but things like um there were a lot of things it was a little it was a lot slower paced as well so in the magic kingdom there used to be a street that was full of flowers now i think most of the flowers were fake and now that i think about it it's probably where most of my mom's house flowers came from because my, (laughs) my mom never had real flowers even the ones in the backyard that she planted were fake so oh my, my lack of a green thumb i come by it honestly naturally <laughs> she had fake flowers everywhere um 
but there was that's whole... what they did at Walt Disney World. She probably exactly. thought, right? If it's that's if that's if it's what Walt Disney World does, then yeah. And it was a huge uh, thing to get a sketch done of you. So they had this whole street full of flowers, and they had like sketch artists that would sit on that street, and you would get uh, a big portrait of yourself done. And I, I have like seven of these portraits. I got it. One day I'm going to take pictures of them and show you because I'm miserable in every single one because we're in the park and I'm thinking, why am I sitting here posing for this thing? And you were always, you know, your hair was done and you'd be in a dress instead of like people go to the park now in track pants and running shoes because you're on your feet all day. Back then you were in dress shoes and dresses and and all gussied up for picture moments because you only took five or 10 pictures in a day. You didn't have a Right. (laughs) And you didn't know if any of those pictures turned out till you got home. So after (laughs) it sounds so crazy, doesn't it? The good old days, the good old days. But I think like when I look back at, at the technology that we thought was so fantastic back then and how far it's come. So, like games rooms were huge back then. And now I know the resorts still have games rooms, but they're all pretty tiny. Like, I think the games rooms in the resorts are pretty big, some of them. So, like, if you're telling really? me they were, I th- well, yeah. Well, I, I guess I maybe over big. at, maybe at Pop and Art of Animation, they're big. That's, That's true. true. I guess the newer yeah. resorts, they've built them bigger than some of the older ones they would be, or the deluxe ones would be tiny. Yeah. But. But yeah. you're telling me this contemporary games room was the bee's knees. Well, the contemporary games room was everything. It was like, I would probably say a quarter of the size of the bottom of the contemporary, like where the wave is. It was that big. It was huge. And it had all what? sorts. Of, oh, my gosh, Carrie, it had everything. Like when I was really little, it had like this little movie theater in it where you could go and watch movies. But it had every pinball game you could ever imagine, like all the great pinball machines. It had air hockey tables. I remember when Pac-Man first arrived in in the games room. It was huge. It had, <laughs> you're laughing at me. It had like a snack bar. It was a snack was bar. Awesome. Oh my gosh. There was this huge snack bar in it. And like, cause part of the story I'm thinking, I'm picturing little tiny Francine <laughs> that's like six years old looking at this wall of pinball machines. So I think, is it because you're just little and you think no. it's a big room? But if there's a movie theater, some sort yeah. of a movie theater and a snack bar, that's where I'm like, okay, I guess it was probably bigger. It was huge. I got to find some pictures of this thing. Um, but I remember being there. It was my 15th birthday. Wait a minute. Of these of, of these coveted few pictures that were taken during your, yeah. <laughs> your vacation? <laughs> we had pictures of the games room, of course, because it, my dad and I cool. would spend so much time in it. Yeah, we loved the games rooms. Those were those were huge. And they it just go to show you that there was so much because there was only the Magic Kingdom, you had to the activities were a lot about the resorts and what you were doing at the resorts instead of just the park. Because obviously there was only only the one park. But the last bit of technology that is hilarious and I was showing you the other night I was showing you some videos. I remember as a kid, my sister, her dream job when we all moved to Walt Disney World, because that's what we were going to do, was the monorail. So on the monorails, it was not, you couldn't stand on the monorail. It was like a big bench. So every every bench had a door that you you slid into this bench and, and your whole party slid along the bench. But because, you know, the monorail was pretty cutting edge technology. However, the doors were not. So the doors were like actual doors that they had to open. And then once you were in, they had to close. So when everybody was in the monorail, they would have people running up and down the monorail track, close it, like slamming the doors shut. I don't know why nobody ever got their arm cut off. Like it, well, did they did they have the did they tell everybody to keep their hands and arms in the doors? Do I would imagine they must have done it with a they megaphone have, or, or something. <laughs> Because they would run along and slam all of the doors shut so that the monorail could take off. And Becky always said that was her dream job. 
She was going, <laughs> and if you know my sister now, I, I don't think I can imagine her running up and down the, the monorail tracks, shutting the doors. But yes, that's what, them, the monor- yeah. that's what the monorails used to be like. And now it's all automated to the point where there's alarms and bells if the doors aren't shut properly. And it's pretty cool to think about. So technology has really has really changed over the years, and I think that part has been fantastic. Yep. Pass passes, magic bands. Mobile ordering is probably my favorite technology. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. But I think I do miss the ele- element of surprise. Yes. Although I it agree. is nice to be able to research, like, scary rides and things like that for kids... Well, I don't know. Like, when you think of it now, people going now and they go online and they watch the the YouTube or whatever of the of the attraction to determine whether or not their kid is going to be scared on the attraction. Mine just made me go on it. (laughs) You didn't. You found out if it was you. You found out when you were on it whether you were well because really your parents might not have known either, right? They They didn't know. Waited in line. There's this new thing called Space Mountain. Well, yeah, I re- and I remember being absolutely, unbelievably scared on Space Mountain. I thought I was going to fall out. That was it. I was going to fall out and they'd never find me because it was that big of a pit that I would have fallen into because, of course, you have no concept of how big it is. <laughs> yeah, I remember being terrified. I remember being terrified on Peter Pan. I was terrified. I thought I was going to fall and I thought I was going to fall in... Into London. Never land into London. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I think that, I definitely think that I miss that element of surprise. Otherwise, I'm happy with all of the changes that happen. Is there anything else that you miss that you think, hmm, I wish we still had that. I wish we could still do that. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think so. The food and merchandise is better now. Well, that's a, like, that's, a, that's, you had asked back then that I wish was still. Yeah. Like the flip side. Yes. I, I think that we have much better food options <laughs> and uh, merchandise. Like, you know, mouse, like mouse ears used to be just the old school mouse ears. Now you have the, every. You have the bands. Color, matte bands, like mm-hmm. sparkly, matte colors of the rain like every color of the rainbow every theme every character and but but whatever i don't even wear my i don't even wear ears but like the clothes like the t-shirts used to be able to get like i call it like a box t-shirt like an old school t-shirt you could probably get like a baseball cap and you could probably get just a plain old like yes unisex square t-shirt and and they all had the same logo and now you can just you can outfit yourself from top to bottom and it would look like an outfit that you bought anywhere else. It just has Disney flair to it. So right. that's something that's better. And the like, I I I was asking you like back in the good old days, like what were the snacks like? Were they were they more traditional? Like now, you know, where it was just churros or maybe not even at Disney World, like popcorn and and mm. um, and pretzels and things like that. And like I'm sure there was snacks and treats, but like not every not every 30 feet and in every venue you could find these treats no. like was it was it really like a treat but yes like a traditional treat yeah that's what I was wondering yeah I remember it being like treats but I don't I actually don't remember any of the food isn't mm. that funny like I don't when I look back I don't remember the food until I was probably probably in my early 20s before like the food started to be part of the experience and of course, my love of cupcakes. Well, you really just wanted to get in lines for the rides and get back to that, uh, get back to the arcade. <laughs> the, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, you ask anybody who used to stay at the Contemporary, they will tell you about this games room. It was amazing. It was so fun. <laughs> and the pools were, were a big event too, like going swimming and hanging out at the pools. We used to play tennis. Like, you you did all of that kind of stuff as opposed to going just to the parks. Well, and a lot of the stuff that they have at the resorts, you wonder sometimes if people actually take advantage of it because, it, like, so many people 
are focused on on the theme park, right? Like you have plans to you have this romantic idea before you go that you're going to like <laughs> have a nap in the day and, and have two and a half pool days and you're going to, you know, go for that jog or rent that boat on the on the lake and then and then you get there and it's like theme park warrior kicks in and, and you hear that people have spent you know, six yes. park days from morning till night. And they're like, I didn't even unpack my bathing suit. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> there was so much stuff. And I do, um, I actually have on our YouTube channel, I have a couple of my old uh, home movies. And you can see us on the Speedway, the Tomorrowland Speedway, probably four times in the same movie, because that's all you did is you got off the Speedway and then you got back in line to go on back on the Speedway. It was crazy. And of course, the um, advisories for the attractions. So I don't know back then, but heart conditions were really the only thing that they warned you about. Heart conditions and pregnancy. That's it. So before getting on any attraction, they had those warnings. And that's it. Otherwise, you took your chances. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even know what you were getting into. You had no idea. And it sticks with me because I remember going on things with my, because my dad had a bad, I didn't know what he had, but I just knew he had a bad heart. And I remember being paranoid every time we went on a ride and I'd see one of those signs and I'd say to him, dad, you're not supposed to come on here. And he'd be like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. (laughs) But I always worried he was going to have a heart attack on one of these things because it said if you had a bad heart, you weren't supposed to ride. (laughs) Oh, dear. So it always sticks with me. It's fun looking back at, at how much it's changed and care. Like, I'm so excited for all the new stuff. With the 50th, it's going to be like nobody does better than Disney at looking back and looking forward at the same time. And we'll be there. We're, I'm hoping Eventually. we're going to be there. Huh? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> what are you saying? No, no, no. We are Someday. going. <laughs> One day. <laughs> Someday. We'll we will be there again. in October. Maybe we have to, maybe if everything's all right with the world, we can do our coast to coast in October. I think, uh-huh. you're, I think you're pushing it there, but yeah. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got at least one week for us booked at Bay Lake Tower in October. And maybe we'll have to figure out how to tack on a few nights at the Contemporary. Mm. Check that off your list. Sounds good to me. All right. Let's plan it. Carrie, this has been a, this has been a fun one. I hope everybody enjoyed, uh, the walk down memory lane of the good old days for us. Yeah, you've got lots of great memories. I love listening to them and hearing them. Some of them, Putting in yeah. my two cents. What? <laughs> my, asking my kooky questions. <laughs> One day we'll talk all about all the other crazy stuff that used to happen there. Oscar Meyer. I bet you people didn't know he used to be in the parks either. <laughs> um, but yeah, we should. We we can definitely do some more where we talk about that. I'd love to hear people's questions and what their first. Um, their first memories of the parks were like. That would be fun. So anybody mm-hmm. that wants to share some of their first memories, I'd love to hear them. You can send them to us on Facebook, Instagram, um, email. Anyway, just get a hold of us and, and let us know. I'd love to hear it. When your first visit was. Cool. Yeah. All right, Carrie, we're at that part of the podcast. It's time for some pixie dust. Not pixie dust. Your pixie dust. What brought you some happiness, joy, whatever it was this week? Well, yesterday I got a signed copy of my friend's. My friend has published her second book, Love Tormented. It's a romance and suspense novel. Oh. I can't wait to read it. I went to her book launch. She had a virtual book launch um, a couple of weeks ago, and I got my signed copy yesterday. So how fun! And she did the book launch online. Yeah, yeah, she did it online. It was really cool. She read. She had a presentation. She read some some excerpts from her book. She told some stories. Um, It was. It was. um, She was. A few years ago, she went to New Orleans and she did all kinds of tours and learned about the history and mm-hmm. um, and the culture and the history of the culture there. And she was and this that's what spawned uh, like the theme of this book. So it's a it's a it's a romance and it's a suspense because it's about like um, 
like a curse from the past that kind of that get that is brought back to these two lovers um and then they have to f- and i think it comes back to them in their dreams like i haven't read it yet but i like i said i've heard some <laughs> things and i know that it was i know what it, i know that it's about um that it has like kind of voodoo and uh, old voodoo and like an old curse oh, and i believe the, i believe the curse and the information comes to the 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 tormented lovers uh, in their dreams. So, um, which to me is like, that sounds so interesting that, that that's how the story is being told. And I guess um, this curse is, has touched them and then they have to figure out how to um, survive it. Maybe that's so fantastic. That's the, and you that's know, where her. The, that's where the suspense comes in. That they, <laughs> I think they have to figure out how to maybe save their lives. I don't know. I read, um, like I was just reading a little bit more on the uh, what she has on the on Amazon for the the story of the book to to be able to explain it a little bit better. So I just didn't say you got it's this a cool book. book. <laughs> I got this book, <laughs> but I do like I she had been writing it, she had been writing it for a while and and so and I knew about her trip and how that the it totally how it influenced it it influenced her big time. Like she came back and and she saw this she could see that start to see the story uh, when she was experiencing these these um like when she was touring and visiting things and learning about things. Um, um, and then years later, this is, this is it. Like this it's, is it's the product of it. Yeah, that's exciting. It, so. so what's it? It's oh, called love tormented and who's love it by? Tormented in my, uh, and my friend, her name is uh, Lana J Pickering. So she has a website, okay. Lana J Pickering.ca. And um, I will link and, to the book in the show notes as well. So people will, will know where to find it. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's so that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That? That's a good, That's good one, one. That's a good Thanks. one. I didn't even ask you before we started recording. I know. That's a good one. I know that was a surprise. So I, was, I'm. Uh, that was a shocking pixie dust this week. <laughs> How about you? What's your pixie dust? <laughs> well, my pixie dust, uh, you saw probably on my Instagram story that. Um, so I, I don't know why I have this abnormal fear of car washes. And I thought mm. it was abnormal. So. I don't know. I don't go to car washes. I used to get my car washed, like, like hand washed, like people would do it, which meant my car was probably dirty all of the time. But there was it was so dirty. Uh, And I had a friend from work uh, videotape what it was like to go through the car wash to to give me instructions, like step by step (laughs) instructions. So um, because I'm always so nervous about this little doohickey thing, you got to drive in, you got to get your wheel in the doohickey, and then you put your car in neutral, and then it pulls your car along. Well, he did the part of the video didn't show me that. Uh, So when I got there, like my heart's beating, I drive in, I put it in neutral, my car doesn't go anywhere. Then I'm backing up, then I'm driving up like it wasn't working. But he didn't tell me I had to actually drive up to the machine part first to to pay. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) so I was backing up. This person behind me must have thought, what is wrong with this woman? But by this point, I'm committed. I got to go in. I can't. There's nowhere for me to go. Oh, man, that's the best. I finally figured it out. And I got my car washed. (laughs) But I posted it on Instagram. So the pixie dust actually for me was I posted it on Instagram and said, like, is it just me? But these things freak me out. Do you know how many people replied to me saying, same thing, I never go there. I never get my car washed there. I always wash it by hand. It freaks me out, gives me anxiety. I felt I felt vindicated. <laughs> I felt like, oh, it's not just me. And then I'm telling my sister, and I'm like, so Becky, I'm going to go get my car washed. And she's like, oh, I never go to those things. They freak me out. And I'm thinking... I wonder if my dad did this to us. Like, is this one of those things that he always told us? Kind of like, you know, jumpstarting your car. You know, those things that you used to charge your battery with? My dad boosters had me, or whatever. The boosters. Are they called boosters? Yeah, booster cables. That was I it. Know. Booster and cables. I mean, I don't think you use them anymore. But I remember as a like as a teenager, whenever the car died, and and he would hand me them, and he would say, "Don't let those things touch." And I would stand like a scarecrow with my arms all the way out <laughs> because if I let those two things touch, I was going to fry and die. Like that was it. He he had this crazy fear in me, so I'm oh. starting to wonder if that's where my fear of car washes came from 
Might be. It might be. So I just I, had this image of you know the Christmas <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, like the cover art for it, where like where where Clark is like electrocuted with the Christmas lights. That's what crossed my mind when you said you were afraid to touch them and you stood like scared. That's what he would say. He would like hand them to me and then go, "Don't let them touch," and I would be like, "Ugh!" And then, yeah. So anyway, so I'm assuming that's where my fear I think comes it might from. have come from your parents because I think like kids <laughs> kids generally like don't kids like those car washes aren't they fun? Well, like to to kids like yeah, you, I, you make fun like you make it into like an adventure. I don't know. Somebody was telling somebody replied and said you don't go to the right car wash because mine comes with different rainbow color suds. <laughs> but yeah, it's so anyway, my car but, my, my car is clean. Will you do it again? I, I might. I might. Now I know how it works. Now I know how it works and I know I can do it. I will, but I will never do it when there's a big line and there's like five people waiting to get it. I would never do that because <laughs> that would just give me too much anxiety if I got stuck. So that's my pixie dust. Very exciting. My car is You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finding out I'm not alone. But we're having so much fun over on Instagram. Uh, for people listening, you know, make sure you're you're following uh, Pixie Dust Fan and Muppet Crazy on Instagram. You can find us there. Just Pixie Dust Fan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we're going to start trying. We did talk about we got to do some more live streams and, and things like that on um Instagram. We also have a Facebook group that we sometimes do some live streams in there too. Uh, it's really just we got to get organized and scheduled for this stuff. But um, sometimes it's spontaneous. And yeah, it's always fun. So find us on all the, the social channels. And um, yeah, if anybody wants to support us, the best way you can do it, share share the podcast with somebody. Share, tell a friend. Tell tell a friend. What's that? And if they tell two people, remember that commercial? And they tell two people. <laughs> Pow. And so on and so on. And so on. <laughs> That's the best way that you can support us. Well, again, Carrie, thank you so much for chatting with me this week. It was a fun one. <laughs> it was a good one. And until next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. <laughs>